Jesuits of Canada and the United States, this is AMDG, and I'm Eric Clayton. If you're like me, going on retreat is something of a challenge, and that was before the global pandemic locked us all in our basements. I mean, taking time off of work, finding something to do with the kids, getting all the chores done beforehand, and then finding a retreat that fits into that schedule? Impossible. But if month after month of YouTube mass has taught me anything, it's that God can meet me in my living room, my backyard, my basement. God meets us where we are, literally. Even if that means we're still in our pajamas and nursing that second or third cup of coffee. That's no revelation at all though, right? St. Ignatius of Loyola reminds us to find God in all things, because all things have the potential to reveal to us something of God. Or, in the words of another Jesuit, the poet Gerard Manley Hopkins, the world is charged with the grandeur of God. It's that very notion, this idea that God is speaking to us from everywhere and everything, beckoning us forward, inviting us to encounter the holy in the world around us, that led me to learn about retreats on the street. You might call them urban pilgrimages, and their very existence flips our assumptions of what a retreat can and should be. A time of seclusion, a time to get away, a time of isolation and quiet. When you're wandering the streets of a city, seclusion, silence, and isolation are rare indeed. So what is a retreat on the street? And how does it change how we think about retreats in general? That's what we're going to explore in this episode. You'll hear from a number of voices, retreatants and retreat leaders alike, who have experienced street retreats in two Canadian cities, Toronto and Montreal. As you listen to their experience, I invite you to think about making a retreat yourself. It might be easier than you think, and God might have something to show you. So, um, so Stephen, why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell me a little bit about um, who you are, uh, where you are in, in your formation, and 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 uh, kind of what what you do in your day to day. Okay. Well, my name is Stephen Noon. I'm a, a Jesuit, just early in formation. Um, this is my sixth year in the society. Um, so I'm currently studying theology at Regis College, an MDiv, uh, coming to the end of that, and then we'll be heading back to the UK in a few months' time for Regency. Uh, so still still a, a, an infant in Jesuit terms. Stephen was the first person I spoke with about street retreats, and he brings a particularly powerful perspective. He himself participated in a retreat guided by the founder of these street retreats, German Jesuit Father Christian Herwitz. The retreats that I've been doing in Canada are very much based upon the model that uh, Christian um, had in, in Germany. Uh, and in fact, Christian uh, Herwerts, he, he uh, gave a retreat to my novice group in Nuremberg back in 2016, I think it was. Uh, and it was a, a mind-blowing experience. It was something I'd never encountered before, uh, having only done, you know, retreats out in the you know, retreat centres in the countryside. Um, and the experience of opening myself to the possibility of meeting God in the city and actually meeting God in unexpected ways in the city uh, was, was really powerful. 
The idea began in Berlin, Germany in the mid-1990s. Father Herwitz was living in the Jesuit community when a guest arrived, looking to make a retreat. There was little space for silence or solitude in the Jesuit's small flat. How could his guest manage a retreat under such constraints? That guest surprised the Jesuits. He went into the streets of Berlin and had a profound experience. Father Herowitz realized his community could provide retreats, just not in the way most people expected. And from there, retreats on the streets were born. So a retreat on the street is basically, it's, it's very Ignatian. It's the idea that you can uh, encounter God in every place. So great as they are, retreats out in the countryside and the perfect quiet and, and beauty of the countryside uh, you know, aren't for everybody. Uh, but a retreat in the street means you can actually literally encounter God in the place where you live, the place that you're most familiar with, in the busy city uh, where you are. And so a retreat in the street is essentially devoting time to God in your city. Uh, there's a preparation, uh, some scripture reflection, uh, which sets the scene, and then you, you literally just head out into the street uh, and you allow the Spirit to guide you, uh, to take you to the place that uh, you know, you're going to find God in the city. Um, so it's it can be done in as a day, it can be done as a few days, it can be done as a week, but the, the core idea is that you seek to find God in the middle of the busyness of urban reality. is Ashley Tran, third year MDiv at Regis College in the TST in Toronto. Um, I'm actually from Seattle, Washington, so I'm not from Toronto. Uh, so I miss my family a lot right now. <laughs> um, I guess when I first came over here, I didn't know anything about Toronto. And now it's kind of scary. I feel like I want to stay. Uh, I'm hoping to go towards being a spiritual care practitioner, uh, possibly most likely in a hospital and then probably go into like psycho-spiritual therapy as well. Cool. What, what draws you to study spirituality? You know, I think it came from my grandparents and my parents. Um, my grandparents were boat people, so they escaped Vietnam back in the 80s. And uh, the reason why my grandma left Vietnam was because she believed that God would protect her as she fought for her freedom and her, her family's freedom. And she's like a family of 10, so she has like eight kids. So um, so growing up, I kept hearing stories of how, uh, how spirituality, uh, it permeates our entire life. And it's not just like when you go to church or when you go to adoration or when you pray, it's actually in everything that you do. And so kind of like little bits and pieces of Ignatius like spirituality is already in my life since a young age. Tell me about these retreats on the streets. How did you come to find them? And then and then what did you find within them uh, once once you were, were engaged in them? Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I was very lucky because uh, Stephen created this and I was like, oh, what is this? I don't know Toronto, so maybe this is a good chance to pray and walk around Toronto. So um, I guess being open to this thing that just came about and then I actually didn't know what to expect. I usually go on walks when I pray, so I felt it wouldn't be any different. Um, but 
it was a crazy experience. So when when you're going on this uh, retreat in the streets, you're asked to empty yourselves, and that includes like leaving your belongings behind, um, and you're just kind of out there. And then you slow down, and you just notice where the spirit is leading you. And for me, I found it in it was I think it was during autumn, during fall, and the trees were turning bright golden yellow, uh, and it's beautiful it was like literally it's almost like you're walking on gold type of thing so i saw these golden trees and i was like you know what i'm being drawn towards these trees and i start following these trees uh wherever it led me we've all been to new cities right whether we're moving to take a new job or simply taking a vacation but this idea that the very exploration of the city of this place that is new and fresh is an exploration undertaken with God, guided by God's Holy Spirit, that really speaks to me. And hearing Ashley describe it, I realize that these retreats aren't something you need to set days and days aside for. Just go do it. Step outside and see where God is leading you. Learn something new about the very tangible place where you live, where God meets you every day. And learn something new about God about the mysterious flow of the Spirit in your life and in the lives of those around you. The point is to be alone, but you're not alone because you're encountering many people. Um, you're in the middle of a really bustling city. Um, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of everything going on. And somehow you begin to feel peace and, it's, and you're being drawn towards this peace in certain encounters in certain like areas and and I was drawn towards certain people the conversations I've had just total strangers and towards um, this beautiful uh, park that had all of the leaves had fallen off the trees and these leaves were the golden leaves I saw in the beginning but now it's on the ground so it felt as if I was walking on sacred ground I felt like God was walking with me um, yeah, that's beautiful. I, you know, I, I'm really struck by this idea um, that because I think people find spirituality can be so um, like out there, and we can't, you know, we can't really wrestle it down and feel and touch and taste it. Um, but you're describing this this kind of invitation towards something, and, and and it sounds like you were you were quite convinced that that was where you were supposed to go on this retreat. So can you can you can you speak more? How how would a person know if they're if they're engaging in such a retreat that uh, this is the direction to go in. This this is where I I need to be in the city at this point. You know, it's a weird feeling. I don't I don't know how to describe it. I guess um, I guess a way that I could describe it is feeling as though you have no pressure, no expectations. Um, you're not expected to to do or be anything, and you're just really authentically yourself. And no one tells you where to go or how to feel. And so you start to, I guess, tap into like this, um, to your heart and, and you're, you're suddenly drawn towards things that you've forgotten. Maybe when you were younger and you loved to do something. For me, it was art. And so I loved color. And so I think, um, going into studies, you're, you're constantly reading books. And so you're not really exposed to a lot of artwork. Um, I don't have time for hobbies and so I think the moment that I got a chance to slow down I remembered things that I liked and then from there um, I start 
I was drawn towards feelings of like, I wanted to feel peace and I wanted to feel um, love and I wanted to feel community. And suddenly these feelings start to emerge and then you just kind of go with it, I guess. You just kind of go with it and then see where it goes and it usually surprises you. Um, you're usually a bit kind of scared at first, but then you just kind of risk it and then, yeah. God gently brings us back to ourselves in moments like this, no? Reminding us of who we are, what we love, where our passions lie. This is what I hear in Ashley's story. The spirit leads through color and beauty, and slowly that beauty is reflected back from within. So there are different ways of doing it. One is to choose a place. Uh, so you think, what, where do I feel attracted to in the city? So some people might, for example, go to the the railway station uh, where there's lots of movement and lots of people and lots of opportunity for encounters. So they go to a place where they think they might have uh, uh, an encounter with, with people or a, a, you know, see things. Uh, another approach is just simply to head out and allow the spirit to guide you. Uh, so for example, one of the retreats I did, I decided that what I was going to do was if I came to a, a crossing and it was a, a go signal, I would cross and if it was a stop signal I would turn in the other direction and I ended up in a part of the city that I'd never been to before and ended up seeing seeing a beautiful um, uh, seeing a beautiful part of the city and finding God in a really unexpected way in the beauty of this particular park that I'd got to. St. Ignatius talks a lot about freedom, about cultivating interior freedom so that we are available to respond with love to God's invitation in our life. To me, this is at the heart of these street retreats, simply going out into the world, into the city with no plan, open to the will of God, available to respond in the moment. This is a tangible way to practice Ignatian spirituality. It makes us vulnerable, more aware, with the people around us, the needs around us. There are some scripture passages that help retreatants cultivate this disposition. So the passage that we use is the one where Jesus sends out his disciples. And so the instruction is to wear no sandals, uh, take no wallet, carry no rucksack. And so the idea is that we use these to allow people to uh, get themselves into the mindset of the retreat. So wearing those sandals, what's the barrier between me and the world? Uh, I, I think about it and if I recognize it, I leave it behind. And some people literally do leave their shoes behind and walk barefoot uh, in, in, in the city, which is a strange experience. Uh, I've done it once, <laughs> strange experience. Uh, the wallet is what's my safety net? What do I usually have that protects me? Uh, so it might be your mobile phone, literally your wallet. Um, uh, so you leave that behind as, as well. You sort of identify your safety net and you decide to leave that behind. Um, and your rucksack, what are the things that weigh down on me? What are the, 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 what's heavy on my shoulders today? And so again, before you leave, you work out what it is that is burdening you and you make the conscious choice to leave it behind. 
And so you enter the street without safety net, without barriers between you and the world, and without your usual burdens. And the idea is that with that mindset, you are then open to finding God's presence. Another helpful passage comes from Exodus, when Moses encounters the burning bush, removes his sandals, finding himself on sacred ground. Here's Jesuit Father Gabriel Cote, director of Jesuit novices in Montreal, Quebec. Well, you see, the, the Exodus story is interesting because it, it talks first about, about the burning, <laughs> the burning within. So, so we can talk about that and not necessarily talk about God. But, you know, seeing how, how talking about spiritual life as, as, uh, as this hidden life, this life of the spirit. So we all, we're, we're all made of spirit. <laughs> There's, uh, so, so basically is how this invisible part of yourself is important uh, and, and how, it, how you can have an encounter within yourself uh, in this spiritual dimension of your being. Uh, so, so when they go out into the street, when we send them to sacred places, the story of, of Moses is very interesting for somebody who's not even Christian to just say you're going into places where you can live an encounter with your deepest self. Uh, you can say you can name it as you want as God, your deepest self. Uh, and it's a sacred place where you're going. Uh, and so removing your shoes, uh, being vulnerable when you go there, and then, uh, and then coming back and being able to talk about what has touched you. So there are many things about that text that are really, um, that are really interesting and that move me. This is Consuelo Vasquez, who has both led and participated in retreats on the streets in Montreal. Um, just to give one example, there's this, pas this passage uh, where God says to Moïse, uh, take your sandals off because this is uh, Terre Sainte. It's a holy, holy earth or holy spot. So we were invited during the retreat when we felt that we were in this place where God is and, and we're we are in a terre sainte to take off our shoes. When I did the retreat, it was in summer, so it was beautiful and God can be anywhere and that I just have to acknowledge it and to realize it and to take the time and pause. So at one point I was there yes, and I was sitting and I said, I feel good here and I feel safe and I feel loved so I took my shoes off because that place which was a random place in the city was a, uh, a sacred uh, a sacred place for me now it wasn't in a church it wasn't in the nature uh, away from everything it was in the middle of the city
Well, um, why don't you tell me uh, a little bit about yourself, um, kind of who you are, what you do. So I'm Elizabeth Le Cavalier, so I'm French-Canadian. I live uh, in Montreal, Quebec, and I'm on staff uh, with Part of Change students in Canada. And so that means I'm a, essentially a, a chaplain, and I take care of students and help them grow uh, in their faith, in their Christian faith. Like Ashley, Elizabeth describes an almost mystical experience she had on retreat. I had just moved to Montreal because I wanted to live closer closer to campus and I wanted to like actually serve and use my home as a place of hospitality and I had just moved in it was not an easy move there was a, a couple of factors that made it uh, difficult uh, and so I had just moved in or moved out or whatever and was in Montreal it was like let me go to camp. Let me go to campus. This is a, this is a meaningful place for me. I mean, I'm orienting my life around this campus. I, let me go there. And so I go there. I go in front of. If you know the University of Montreal campus, it has a huge tower uh, on the, the 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 hill. There's a big hill in the middle of Montreal. That campus is on that hill, and there's a huge tower that you can see miles away. And so I go there in front of that tower and in front of that tower as I read the same text again I'm like really they're not changing the text okay so <laughs> reading the same text again I'm reading it and this time what catches my attention is my attention is the burning bush because right in front of me as I'm on a mountain and there's a lot of wind there's a lot a lot of wind it's kind of like cold that I'm imagining myself on that mountain like was there any wind like like, of course, you're on a mountain. It's quite possible. And then in front of me was a small tree. And then as I was reading, it's like the burning bush. There's a burning bush on a mountain. It's burning, but not really, right? It's not mm -hmm. consuming itself. And then it, it was kind of like I was almost there, right? I was there with Moses in front of the burning bush. And I was asking these questions to God. So I'm not sure what I'm... I, so you called me here to Montreal. Here am I. I'm not sure what now. What now? What is going on now? I, I, what is the next step? I'm not quite sure. And I'm bringing my heart to God and, and things like that. Um, and I kind of feel like, oh my goodness, um, God sees. Because in the text, because I'm still reading the text, I'm on the mountain with Moses in front of the burning bush. And then God says, I've seen... Um, I've, I've seen the, 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 the slavery, the, 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 the atrocities that happened in Egypt. I've, I've, I'm, I'm seeing that. I, I hear that. As I, I read mm. this text, I'm like, oh my goodness, God knows. <laughs> and of course he knows, right? My brain knows that he knows. But it's like my heart heard it finally. It's like, God knows. Like all the trouble you've been to just to obey to this calling God knows he saw everything, he heard everything, and he's um, he's not a far away God, distant, and like, he doesn't really care about all of those details. No, he knows, and he, it's like in Hebrew, it's like we don't have a high priest who is distant and doesn't really care about us. No, he cares. And I felt it and I cried and it was like such a beautiful emotional moment for me, spiritual moment. And it was like, okay, I'm not sure where I'm going still, but I know you're with me.
when you go downtown Montreal and you walk in the streets and you have somewhere to go, you have a purpose, like I'm going shopping, for example, well, your, your, your mind is set on what you're going to do. Now we don't have a program when we go into the streets. So we allow ourselves to be drawn, to be touched by, by things that normally we would not see. And so I always say, uh, when I introduce this, this uh, contemplative experience to people who, are, uh, who, who want to do this, I talk about uh, con contemplation as just uh, very simply allowing yourself to be touched by something that's not you. So it's, it's, it's stopping, it's, it's, uh, it's looking at something, it's touching something, it's feeling something long enough so that you're touched uh, within. Like for myself, when, when I did that experience, I realized that, you know, certain people have a, a, a ease uh, going towards the poor, for example, to talk to a street person. Well, I realized when I was doing this experience that I had, I had a lot of fear. I, I was tempted to go and do my pilgrimage and walk and, and stop in churches <laughs> to meet God. This is very comfortable for me, you know? And, and I was challenged to, 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 to go in that other direction towards the poor. But for me, it started just by hearing, hearing the cry of the poor that Moses heard. But it, it's written all over the streets in Montreal, you know. And one of the things that struck me was graffiti. I had never noticed what was written really on graffiti. But the cry of the poor is all over, is written all over the place in some of this. And at one point, uh, I saw one of one of the graffitis was, well, God, God is one of us. Somebody had written that on the wall, you know, but I, I had walked in these places so many times I had never seen this before. And all of a sudden I was on this retreat. I'm walking down the streets, just looking. Uh, just seeing what, allowing things to touch me and to strike me. And I see these things for the first time, you see. And so that's what the street does. It, it sort of brings you places of surprise. It, uh, and every person is touched differently. It's, it's, it's fascinating and amazing. And you don't have to be Catholic. You don't have to be Christian. You can simply be a seeker someone trying to find that which is holy, that which is calling to you. These retreats are an opportunity to connect people to God, people who may not even have a word for God. I've been in Quebec for 30 years now, and, and I've, I've always been fascinated by the secular society, and I've always wanted to offer things uh, and to adapt uh, our spiritual uh, program for people who are not churchgoers but who are spiritual seekers and this is one of one of the experiences that that has been very 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 enriching uh so and i i i always say it's sort of like they 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 get stung because most people uh, in in the secular world they don't think that there's a 
There's a spiritual treasure in the Catholic Church in, in Christianity. And so they discover that, that there's a spiritual practice called the, the, the spiritual exercises, the Ignatian exercises. And that there's a spiritual practice in, the Christ, in Christianity in the Catholic Church, and that's available to them. So this is a new discovery. So this, this one day experience sort of opens that door uh, and then they're fascinated by it and they said, oh, I want to do more. Perhaps less than Europe, uh, or certainly Northern Europe, Canada is still a very secular country. Uh, people have lost the language of God. Uh, they are not comfortable with, uh, you know, traditional religious spaces. You know, people might not feel comfortable going into a church. Uh, they may certainly not even be aware of retreat centres. And so there's something really accessible to this modern culture and I think also to young people in particular, to have this, the, the, the idea that you can encounter God in your own reality, in your own city. Uh, so for me, a, a street retreat is one that has fewer barriers. It's some, something people uh, are more comfortable with, they, they can engage with uh, in a slightly easier form because it's, it's familiar. So there's a, a God element to it, but it's, it's their street, it's their city. Um, and so I think for any Western secular society, uh, one of our challenges as, as Jesuits, as religious, is how can we uh, bring God to people in a way that they can understand and can engage with. And so a street retreat is exactly a way of bringing God to people, bringing God to them, or allowing them to encounter God in their own space. The more I learn about street retreats, the more they encapsulate what I feel it means to be a member of the Ignatian family in this moment. These retreats are a tool through which we find our way to God, through which we show others a way to God. They appeal in a particular way to young people, people who may have fallen away from faith or who have never known faith. These retreats challenge us to walk with one another, to accompany the vulnerable, and to become vulnerable ourselves. And as we journey through our own city, our own landscape, we see where God's creation is flourishing and where it needs our care. These retreats touch on the pillars of the Jesuit way of proceeding in this time, this moment. And I think these retreats are a unique and accessible thing to commit to as we continue our own journey through the Ignatian year. That's my challenge to you. Take time, take to your streets, go and retreat. So, so could I, this is a very like logistical question, could I go out and do a two-hour retreat um, in Baltimore right now? Um, do, do, can a person, if, if, if someone's listening to this and says, this is really inspiring, I want to do this, could they just get up and do it? Or, or does it need some sort of a, of a guidance? Do you need a retreat giver to help guide um, the experience for people? What, 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 what do people really need to, to make this happen in their own lives? So the ideal would be to have a group of you uh, to have a period of prayerful preparation beforehand and then also equally importantly and perhaps for some the best part of it an opportunity to share the experience afterwards so that the ideal format would be a group prayerful preparation experience on the, the street and then sharing of the experience but that doesn't mean that you can't just as you said decide to go out into your local city for two hours enter the space prayerfully um, 
and then journal about it when you get back or when you're having your dinner with your family or friends, talk about it, share the experience. Uh, so the, the absolute essence of a street retreat is this openness to experiencing God in the city. Uh, Christian Herberts talks about the fact that there is a burning bush for each of us in the city. production of the Jesuit Conference of Canada and the United States and recorded at our headquarters in Washington, D.C. The show is edited by Marcus Bleach and our theme music is by Kevin Lasky. The Jesuit Conference communications team is Marcus Bleach, Mike Jordan Lasky, Megan Leapsch, Becky Sindelar, and me, Eric Clayton. Connect with the Jesuits online at Jesuits.org, on Twitter at, at Jesuit News, on Instagram at We Are the Jesuits, and at Facebook facebook.com slash Jesuits. Sign up for weekly email reflections by visiting jesuits.org slash weekly. If you or someone you know might be called to discern a vocation to the Jesuits, connect with a Jesuit vocation promoter at beajesuit.org. Drop us an email with questions or comments at media at jesuits.org. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as St. Ignatius of Loyola may or may not have said, go and set the world on fire. <laughs>